What's going on, Menace? Plain Lady. What did you see about Plain Lady? Because I know you don't TikTok. She's a TikTok phenomenon right now. Which, I, had, I, I mean, I saw her on Instagram and like, that motherfucker back there is not real. Like, is she seeing something? Or does she see something? Like, I don't know what she's pointing at. Then, I, real quick before we started, I typed in Plain Lady on Instagram and it was saying how the Architect 22, it just started throwing up a bunch of different dates. It was 22 years ago from 9-11 or I don't even know. Well, yeah, when I mentioned it to you, you were going into crazy places where I was like, I don't even know what you Googled or what you researched. But so the Plain Lady, that, that, that motherfucker right there, that motherfucker right there is not real. And internet went ablaze. Apparently, everyone's like, it's a shapeshifter. Have you ever seen what a shapeshifter is? So my kids talk about it all the time. Your kids say that all the time? Are always talking about shapes or, or skinwalkers. Really? Yep. My kids are all over YouTube, dude. So that's Which, a big thing on YouTube, hang on, I guess. But kids. ready for this? This is uh they're not over YouTube at my house. I don't let my kids just watch fucking anything they want on YouTube. Back to whatever. But they do come across this crazy shit and they know shit. And I'm like, why do you know that? But back to what we're talking about shapeshifters. Who says she's a shapeshifter? The internet. And so she starts saying how the, the 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 guy, the motherfucker next to her is not real. And people are saying that the Internet, just the TikTok just went crazy with that. It was a skinwalker or a shapeshifter. Do you believe in this now? Uh, so. The definition of a skinwalker or uh, are, are those, I think those are two different things, a shapeshifter and a skinwalker. Are those two different things? That's why I was asking you. I'm not. So the my kids, so, I wish Max here because he would go in, dude. He goes in. So they tell me what a skinwalker is, is like, um, like a, I think it's like a dead Indian or something like that that can turn into animals or something like that. I, you know what? Next Eight. episode, we will come back to this. I will have him sit with me, and he will. Tell the definition of a of a skinwalker and or shapeshifter. He'll, so, he'll he probably has two different definitions. So my experience of it is there was a good show on HBO. I don't know if you saw it. It had Jason Bateman. You know X Jason Files? Bateman? No, it, it was called. <laughs> I forget what it was called, but it had Jason Bateman, and it was a really okay. good show where okay. it was Jason Bateman was somewhere and he committed a murder. And they had his DNA and everything. It was so far away, but it was a shapeshifter that like took his, scratched him, got his DNA or something, and then became him. Okay. Something like that. So that motherfucker is not real. The way that they blinked or something is how people started saying the lady is now missing. The lady has not come out. I, I did research. Can't find anything on the lady. You couldn't find her name. Right before we went live, I was telling you people are impersonating her and just misinformation. If not disinformation about, because that's what people are saying, that the reason why they can't hear from her is because they're trying to cover it up and all this. So is this some kind of alien thing? Because that's what the, the video I saw about satanism or whatever and it was like no this is an alien encounter do you want my take she's a fucking idiot okay yeah she's I agree. she's a typical i don't know where it was I, I saw one report that it was dallas she seemed she was attractive i don't mean wait it, she was she was she was actually attractive you're not an idiot sweetheart when you see this but i'm saying you're an idiot in the sense that i've met many girls like that and i feel like i don't think she was going he's not real and that he's a shapeshifter, he's not a real person, or anything like that. I think she was like a hood rat chick who was going, I'm real. I keep it real. He's not real. You're not real. They had some right. type of conversation. She was like, I'm real. You're not real. I keep it real. Right. You know how real I keep it? Yes, I'll get up yes. in front of this whole plane, and I will yell how you're not real. Versus, right. versus shapeshifters, and I found a video where the guy blinked. Like, people, that's what the internet's going. Now, do you know this woman's name? 
Does the plane lady have a name? A nope. government name? Can't find nothing. So, said, so you'll get no things like this. No one knows what right, flight here, that here. was. Who recorded the video? Uh, there's a couple videos, a couple of different angles. So I have one right here that says, is Jenna Wilson, the plane lady. She's hot, at least I think. She was attractive in my book. But she also, again, not throwing shade. I like girls like this, if you will. She seems like she's one of those girls who has an attitude, talks with her hands, and keeps it real. You know, <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong. Yes. That was a case of when keeping it real goes wrong. Perfect example. That was a case of when keeping it real goes wrong. And she was like, I'll flip out right now and they'll kick you off the plane. I keep it real. And the guy was probably like, listen, bitch, you're crazy. Do what you got to do. And I'm just going to sit here and keep my mouth shut. Do we have any more information on why she lost? Just no, because the guy wasn't keeping it real. Do we have any information on what happened after? Because the, the video kind of ends, right? They all Where got taken off the plane. Off the, supposedly, the plane. supposedly, someone reported that they all got taken off the plane. And then the lady. Everybody. Everybody. And then the lady came and tried to get back on the plane. Like, tried to get back on the next wave of getting put back on the plane. And they were like, no, you're not coming on. And then people started reporting, like, oh, it's fishy. The... They changed the 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 flight crew and they changed the pilot. That's very normal. They don't let flight 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 crews fly back to back like that, or they have like all time right. clocks. Or and once you're sitting in an airport for so long, all right, you you're you're timed out. Yeah, timed out. So that's why they were switching crews. If anything, like no conspiracy there or anything. But people are saying they can't find this lady and aliens and people are going shapeshifters and all this craziness, but. I don't know. Shapeshifters, so what aliens. What was it? Shapeshifter, aliens. We don't know. But well, she keeps I, it again, real. how did it get so much? It's just one of those weird viral things. I mean, right? There's no. I see like weird videos every day of someone doing, you know, TikTok, and it was. It's good, bro. Like. Whoever put out the first one and was like, oh, no, it's Shapeshifter. I got it. Shapeshifter. It just got legs and started going. There's been no confirmation from, and then people will go, oh, the, that, they'll keep it secret. I would think if there was a real Shapeshifter and other people on the plane saw it, the flight crew would be coming out with it. The other people on the plane, there would be more videos. I think it's a case of crazy bitch got kicked off the plane. And that's why we're not seeing more videos and, and hearing more stories. And they a clickbait title. Clickbait title got the world going. Shapeshifters, Yahoo, <laughs> and every news channel and all these things are covering it. But plainly, so, I, thought, I thought you looked good. If you're single, menace in the man. Click the subscribe button. The man of it. Take the man of it. Yeah, the, 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 the man. Yes, it says. Um, so Congrats to me, menace who just had his anniversary yesterday. Thank you. One year with the... Uh, so one year... The relationships are tough. We'll move right into Jonah Hill. Yes. Jonah Hill's in the news with he set boundaries on his relationship with his surfer model girlfriend. What is the timeline of their dating? I believe a couple of years. I didn't go that deep with my information. I did okay. get up the okay. messages. But even what's your who's Jonah Hill to you? He's the fat kid from Superbad. Okay, okay. He has another one that he's also in. This is the end. Love. This is the end. That's my movie. Yeah, pretty good one. Um, he's got another one, but I'm, I can't. He in, in his older age and he's thinner. I was like, you know what? He did a nice job. Well, uh, Wolf is Wolf. Wolf of Wall Street. He was good in that one, he's but there's one Wolf past of Wall that Street. One. Um, anyways, but a little bit off topic, but still on topic. Funny in his younger age, but like he's the guy that I hate, like the annoying guy who's always like, eh, why are you, why are you gonna do that? Like, oh, dude, shut the fuck up, stop whining. In the movie but or in real life? In the movie, like super bad. He was just crying, like, I want to get my dick sucked. I'm so going to take a mission. Like, that's it was funny, but he's just whining the whole movie about how he wants to not be a virgin going to college. I've heard right? stories that he's pretty pretentious in real life, too. Like, kind of a doucher. 
difficult to work with and stuff. I saw a clip the other day. They were asking Seth Rogen, who's they were like the interviewer was like, who's the most difficult or who's the most difficult person to work with on set? And they were about to start reading off names. And before they even read off a name, he's like, Jonah Hill. <laughs> so apparently he's got a reputation in Hollywood. And he He's young Hollywood. He's been around the game for a minute. So yeah, he was a teenager in Superbad, right? A young he, he did movies before that, and even he grew up. You know Dustin Hoffman. Yes, he grew up with Dustin Hoffman's kids. Okay, that's how Jonah Hill got into movies. He's friends with Dustin Hoffman's family, and was in that Hollywood clique of young yeah. Hollywood kids. Right. Someone it's not one what day, you know, right? It's who you know? Absolutely, you got a po- politics in everything, like we speak about all the time. But I love Jonah Hill. I think he's a great actor, but apparently he's a hardcore misogynist, a predator. Well, okay, now let's get into the details of dating the girl. He's been with this surfer girl for a couple years, we're going to say. We don't know for sure, but... <sighs> I th- I clicked the... I just typed his name in and just hang on. I think that changes things kind of like how long you're together with one. So if you're with a well, girl for two months and you're like, Hey bitch, well, I don't like when you do a B and C. I feel like he's or getting... you're with a girl for two years and you're like, listen, hey, do you really have to you know? I feel like he's getting dog piled a little bit too, because now someone named a former child star named Alexa Nicholas is calling him a predator and saying that he kissed her when she was 16 and stuff. Now, this came out today. He was probably 16, too. Yesterday, the text messages came out about what his girlfriend... And then I did see people that were like, these text messages are from years ago. Why are you putting them out now? Like, what agenda do you have to put them out now? And also, I guess I am defending Jonah Hill, but the context of the text messages, it's only that snippet. There's nothing from above. There's nothing from below that... Tells me where well, the what conversation. What the sake? Tells what it says. Yeah. Well, Jonah Hill's attorney says the accusations from that young girl are completely false. The sixteen-year-old he kissed me. Yeah. It's crazy too. The world. There's so many actors that I have no idea. I've never heard of. So now this didn't hit your feet at all. No. Yeah, Jonah Hill put out a list of... uh, And then you see just... So it's written by a woman. Mary Magdigan. I don't know what this is, what what, uh, news outlet. But it says, Jonah Hill's alleged text messages reveal a bigger issue. Alleged text messages from a very famous man reveal a wild reality women are facing in 2023. I could tell where this one's going. But here, so the girl, her name's Sarah Brady. She wrote, fuck it, and then posted. So Jonah Hill wrote, plain and simple. If you need surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places, and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or a coffee or something respectful... That's a loaded statement there. I don't know what her wild recent past was or their wild recent past. I don't know. I'm not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it. And there will be no hard feelings. There, These are my boundaries for my, my romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the way these actions have hurt our trust. I mean... That's... The internet went crazy for that. I feel like there's so much more to that. I mean, for me, I think it's pretty cut clear. Like, listen, babe, really don't want you going surfing with those handsome guys that are good surfers, better surfers than me. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, is for any good relationship, right, there has to be common interests. I've dated a lot of girls that just like, we like drinking, we like food, and for me, that wasn't enough common interest. You mean, I like working out. Working out's been huge for me my whole life, so if you don't work out, we're not going to work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Or just doing fucking some kind of extreme. Like, yo, want to ride a motorcycle? Mm, I'm not kidding on that. Like, really, dude? 
So this is, you're maybe thinking more of a case of just two people who really weren't right for each other. With Well, I mean, listen, Jonah Hill is not a Greek god, right? When you think of a surfer, right? You think of like a, hey, gnarly dude, like a little thinner, not fat, in decent shape. That's a threat to So I'm not putting words in your mouth, but we'll we'll clarify. You're saying maybe Jonah Hill seems insecure in this. Y- yeah. Or I mean I'm yeah, sure. Or but I think that's also along the same lines as going to a club without your your man. Well, well, well what I was saying is I think that there's more to this that when he says my boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. So something's happened in the past. Or something's happened before. Whether it was a lie or something like that. Like that we hey, have no babe, context of. We're going, you know, we're we're going to uh uh to dinner tonight. Oh, I can't. I gotta I gotta help my mom last minute. And maybe she was at the lunch with fucking I don't know, Albert the surfing dude or surfing or having boundaryless inappropriate surfing friendships with men. Yeah, of course. But even I felt like he's pretty respectful when he says this list that is his demands, whether it be misogynist or predatorial or whatever that they're saying. And then he wrote, if you need these things, I'm not the right partner for you. If these things bring you happiness, I support it and there'll be no hard feelings. Right now with, because any, any girl who's attractive and is putting up, bikini pics and stuff like that her dms are going to be flooded by dude just shooting a shot and for him it's different he's not the average guy he's a huge actor his life's under spotlight and scrutiny people are looking for his significant other to embarrass him or something along those lines or so that's that's another thing i was going to say is you're Everybody close to you is a reflection of you. The people you surround yourself with and spend your most of your time with, like my kids are a reflection of me. I want them dressed well. I want them behaving. My girlfriend is a reflection of me. I want her to uh, dress respectfully and, you know, be a classy woman in the streets. You know, my friends, I don't, I mean, that's, I guess my friends just don't be like, Doing dumb shit. That- and then her whole thing was, she wrote, see the misuse of the term boundaries, as if Jonah is misusing the term boundaries. Well, now, he may want something one way. Like, he, he may be looking at a one-way street where, listen, you can only do A, B, and C, but me, I'm famous. This is my career. I have to do these things, and I'm going to do these things, and... That's how it's got to be. Oh. You know? And then this person, this one article that came up, it's just obviously blasting men, blasting Jonah Hill, saying it's emotional abuse. And I only got one side of the story. I only got the one snippet of text messages. So I'm not seeing how long they but were I, together. Listen, you and me, we both know when... When when dudes have money and some kind of power, they're usually not like stand up husbands and you know what I mean? Yeah. So that could be one of the you know, I'm sure he got caught fucking around or some shit. You know, and I get it, hill. you're a surfer, can... you're a pro surfer, you're she wasn't even I don't want to be that guy, but I will be that guy just because that's what we are here at Menace and the Man. She's not that attractive. Jonah could do better. He's an A list movie star. But if that's who he's with and that's what he's going to do, you're with, you like, go do your surfing shit. Go write in a magazine. Do whatever. I got money covered. We're good. I'm Jonah Hill. Like, you're set for life. They're also, hang on, they're also not married. But also, she knew who he was before she got into it. Do you expect to drag some A-lister through the mud and make him look like an asshole or make him look like an idiot to other men or publicly or the image he has a public image to uphold again i'm gonna go me personally any all my girlfriends go do whatever you want don't embarrass me and if you're fucking around or i'll find out and we won't be like 
at the end of the day, we just, it won't work. It will find its way to not work. And if not, and it works out, you know I mean? That's, that's me. Have you ever put boundaries on a relationship? Um, I always think there's always been enough respect. Uh, I don't think I have. Well, like, I mean, a boundary like you can't go there, you can't hang out with that person. Like Jonah did. Jonah gave her a list. A list that if you don't meet this criteria, you don't follow these rules, you're out. That's where the rage is right now, that he gave her a list. And that's why he's a misogynist. Like, who is he to... I guess my criteria is, like, hold your end of the bargain. You know, like... I don't know. Well, they're canceling people now, Menace. So when we blow up... I'm thinking now, I'm wondering if any of my ex-girlfriends are going to come out with these lists. When we blow up and be like, ah, Oh, Stanley. you have lists? Maybe. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. Nah, I'm pretty much... I've always been carefree, if you will. Like, go do what you want. Yeah, you... Go fuck the guy. Don't tell me about it. I mean, we're different, uh, different strokes for different folks. So we'll move on from Jonah because obviously we, we right. talked about that earlier. We can talk about that now with anybody because it's a sure. thing. Okay. So, Tough 31 apparently is tanking, or they say, I was reading reports today that the rankings or the ratings haven't been good, as well as the public opinion of the show has been that. They just did it wrong. It should have been pros well, versus pros. Been, he, you know, he misses weigh-ins. He misses workouts. So, the, I mean, he might be missing. Is he missing camera time? Right? No. He, I mean, they get what they get in every show. He's the star. But right, the, the right. theme of the show has been Connor doesn't show up to the events and the weigh-ins and stuff. But he, he trains the guys. And then the theme has now turned into that's Chandler's ammo is you're not here for these guys and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm here for these guys. That's why my guys are winning. Your guys are winning because your guys are better. Like I told you, every one of those right. fights, if you gamble on fights and you make the sports book a little bit or look at every one of those fights are like negative 500 odds easily. Right. If Yeah, I'm, t I'm taking the guy who is in the UFC for a few fights over a guy that hasn't fought in the UFC yet. And they're not even like that. They're not even contender. They haven't even been contender series fights where it's like, oh, this guy's got 10 fights. This guy's got 10 fights or even this guy's got 10 fights, but this guy's got four fights, but he's a stud wrestler. It's been this guy's got 20 fights. He's two and two in the UFC. This guy's five and oh. His last fight was against an 0 and four guy like the real mismatches that I'm like, what the fuck right, were they doing? Right. The, for me, one of the greatest, if not the greatest seasons of tough was obviously 14 with the Menace, but the season where they did veterans versus veterans and they brought back, yeah. you know. Sure. Yeah, guys. here's your chance to get back in. That's it's like the gulag. But what'd you say? It's like the gulag. The gulag. And every season that they did it. That's they, what it should have been called. 100%. Tough gulag. Tough. Tough. So, uh, Tough 32, the gulag. I mean, I've enjoyed it. I love anything with Connor. I think he's a very entertaining character. Yes, yes. And then he's become so, what's the word? Just polarizing in combat sports that like he's the, he's the Muhammad Ali-ish vibe yeah. that when he walks, the crowd looks and if he's on TV, the show. So segue there is Connor going, Dana, so how I asked you when you were on Tough, did they ever do two fights in the same day? This, the semis. And then they would edit it to where it's two different episodes. No. Yeah, even in the past, they would put two fights in the show sometimes. <coughs> but here, they got two different episodes. <coughs> so the first fight of the day was last week, where Connor lost. Him and Chandler had words. Connor mushed his face. They then go in the back, or even Connor mushes his face, and then you ask me if the t uh, the tweets that Connor puts out are real. They're real. He tweets and deletes them. So you saw the one he put out. So he mushed. Oh, uh, 
yeah. He mushed Chandler's face, and Chandler's like, "Oh, let's fight now. We're gonna do this. We're gonna fight right here." And what's funny about that too is Ryan Bader's right there, and Connor has a guy there. Ryan Bader pushes Connor's guy out of the way, almost to be like, "You're not getting involved. It's between these two. And then you see Chandler like, "Oh, what? I thought you guys were breaking it up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, "We're gonna fight right here." Connor put out the little tweet that he deleted where he was making fun of him and then mushed his face. That whole thing happened. They go in the back, they come out, and there's another fight. So all that tension, that big brawl that just almost happened, they got to come out and coach another fight. Right. They Dana must have went in the back and told Connor, like, please, please don't. We can't have this. Like, relax. Came out. The next fight happens. Connor's team loses. You saw that clip where he walked up and said, what happens if I go 0 for 8? Like, what happens if my my whole team loses the show? And the producer looks up and's like, I guess we'll we'll talk about guys switching teams. And you see Connor like, ugh. And Connor start like shadow box. And right there, my brain was like, just have Connor fight every one of these guys. Just run that. The, the last two episodes, there's been tension with that. Connor's screaming with these guys. Connor needs an exhibition. He doesn't need to pass USADA. He gets off the ring rust, and they have groundbreaking television. Oh, my God. Groundbreaking. If Conor McGregor... Even if if he had a legit spar, like headgear on, chin pads on, sparred two fives against a kid from the other team. How about this? We don't want to break Conor that bad with Chandler or someone, but if we do, we're going to make a star. How about we make a fucking superstar and we get the ratings at the same time? We have the winner of the winners of Tough. They're going to fight Conor McGregor, and it's going to be Rocky Balboa versus Apollo Creed. In real life, the greatest chance of well, all time. Well, that's the Matt Sarah story. But that wasn't the red panty night. That was you're getting a title shot. This isn't even you're getting a title shot. This is you're getting red panty night. Right. Okay. And put it on ESPN. They could change change the landscape of MMA with that. And then here's what would happen too. Connor's not definitely winning those fights. Yeah, but if he loses to Jason Knight, Jason Knight flexes in the camera, and you have your new Diaz brother to make a few fights off of making another name. Right? Because yeah, because. First off, I don't know how many Connor fights Connor can has lose left. to fucking the the kid with the green hair, Mohawk, and still people are still gonna watch him fight. Well, that's just an avenue my brain went is they could have got Connor right in there with some exhibitions because Chandler versus him ain't happening. And if it doesn't go the way they want it, they just don't air it. Yeah, no, they air it. I think. I do. I think he beat all them up. I do, but I think sure. there's a there is a realm where those guys are Rocky Balboa, and they right. take what Connor had, get him down, and finish him. But so we'll segue there. We're getting close to wrapping up. Did you see Francis Ngannou did book Tyson a fight Fury. with Tyson Fury? So prove I, me wrong. I thought the negotiations weren't going to happen, and I'm curious to see the number he got. But sure. What do you think? Let's play a game. How much do you think he got? I hope he got at least 30. That's that's the number I had in my head. I don't know if he got that, though. I don't know if there's that much money. So I don't know if there's that much money in a Tyson Fury fight. Now, PFL's getting a cut of this, right? No. They have no interest in his boxing. So that was part of it where... His the, deal was... Yeah, the holdup maybe okay. with the UFC, too, was that they would have a part of it, but they would have promoted it more. They have a bigger promotional vehicle that would have got the fight bigger. They have a pay-per-view model already that would have sold the fight. But I guess... I mean, I'm going to watch it. Oh, of course I'm going to watch it. But I guess whoever promotes Tyson Fury's fights is the promoter. And so the way that they called it a gimmick fight, or Dana White called it a gimmick fight, the way fighters make their own LLCs or their own business before a fight to get the checks... Um, Fred Singano named his company Gimmick Fight Promotions. Like the stab at Dana White a little bit. I mean, good for Francis. I hope he which gets- is not, but that's not his. It's not his idea. No, no. But I, I hope Francis gets the money. That was my argument the whole time. I felt like he left the best fight promoter though 
chasing a bag where he could have worked with the best fight promoter and made the bag bigger. But yes. his holdup is he said uh, he, the bag would have been bigger with the UFC. 100%. On paper, at least what I've looked at. But so I think, unfortunately, it's a rough night for Ngannou. You think he beats Tyson Fury? What are the what what chance would you put on it? He has like a one percent chance. It's very slim. Um, out of ten. So Connor was bigger than Floyd. Floyd was older. Floyd was at the end of his career. Tyson Fury is bigger than Ngannou. Is in his prime right now. And Connor had more of a boxing background. Fury, like I, I, I hope he surprises me in Ghana, but the deck is completely stacked against him. No, I think because he rushes and throws like these wild, all the tastes is like a stiff straight. Yeah, what's that move? Or he rushes and he can't do anything. He just he's never he's never knocked somebody out with. Oh man, that was no, clean. It's a running fucking arms just coming from angles. Yeah, it's like a club, but a four ounce glove. Could that work against Fury? Very slim chance. He's the guy. Fury's the guy when it comes to that racket. I'm not going to give him a 1 out of 10. I like, I'll give Nagano 2 out of 10. Hopefully Nagano just goes, we fight boxing, and then just goes double leg, slams him on his head, and goes, sorry, I had to do that to you, and has a check coming from Saudi Arabia or something. But Oh, is that where the fight is? That's where the fight is. So that's Abu it could be huge money. Who knows? Maybe he's getting a hundred million from some Saudi who's like, "I want this fight in my backyard." For me and my yeah. Princess. Jones versus Stipe got announced as well. So normally, what happens is Ngannou announces something, and then Dana trumps him with news. So the couple times that was the running joke was the couple times Ngannou did something. The next day, Dana White did a special announcement and dropped like six fights and a big card and all that. So Dana announced at International Fight Week, because I guess the rumor is that he heard that Nganu, because Eddie okay. Hearn said it, that Nganu Fury was coming on the the tracks. Jones versus Stipe at MSG in November. A year, a year to the day when I was trying to make the fight last year with Dana. Right. What happens there? It's oh, oh, oh. The biggest crazy thing is this might be the retirement fight for both guys. Eight. Yeah. You know what would be cool? If they were like, listen, we're both kind of done. Winner fights one more, loser. Like a tail summon fucking move, dude. Jones is up in the air. This could be his last one. Might be. Stipe has come out and said this will be his last fight. Which we've talked about. That's one foot out of the... The odds for me when you say that and then you're going to fight again, it's like, ooh. Depends on the opponent. When Robbie Lawler said it and he was fighting Nico Price, I was like, bet the house on Robbie Lawler. Really? Nico Price has some weird knockouts. I didn't. I wasn't in love with it. The weird knockouts were... Because I feel like Nico Price beats that, um, that guy that Robbie Lawler lost to last. Nico's on a losing streak right now. He kind of forgot how to win a little bit. There was like a perfect storm coming into that fight that I was like, if Robbie lets his hands go, Nico's going to crumble. And I think the career that Robbie Lawler had, he was like, I'm fucking, I'm going out. So Jones Stipe, but even before we wrap up, the, whatever we're talking about speaking, we'll wrap up there almost. Uh, Robbie Lawler. I told you when I always do my little stat dives, you and Robbie Lawler actually fought on the same card four times. Yeah. Okay. Do you well, have any memories uh, of being on cars with Robbie Lola? Well, the thing is, is I never. Well, I definitely remember being on the car with him in Dallas because he was fighting Johnny Hendricks, correct? Yes. Johnny Hendricks is a wrestler, and we wrestled in college around the same time. And in passing the hotel, I was like, yo, 
Johnny, you know, and he was just gave me like a, and just kept it moving. I was like, okay. Cause I, at this point I was, Jimmy Hedis was number six. Yeah. I had won five in a row. At, you know what I mean? So I'm on the UFC's radar. I'm people, you know, it wasn't like I was a nobody, you know? Yeah. And I was like, man, that was kind of fuck. And then I see Robbie Lawler. I, I prior to, you know, hey, hey, Robbie, hey, what's up, man? Stops having a conversation with me like he's known me for some time. And I was like, man, that was fucking so, I don't know. It just, it was like so cool to be like, he acknowledged me. He, where, uh, Johnny was just kind of like, yeah, just wouldn't give me the time of day. And I was like, fuck. At first, being a wrestler, I was going for Giant. Yeah, wrestlers, we do our thing, you know? And after that interaction with both those guys during fight week, I was like, Lawler, hey, I'm not Lawler tonight, Lawler for life. Yeah. From that night, from that day on, I was like, dude, not only did they throw fucking hammers, oh, then he stole my fucking fight of the night, him and, uh, at 189. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Well, that Fight was a thing. Right that, after me, that was a thing I noticed is if you and Robbie Lawler were on the card, the bonus money was spoken for. Well, at the time there was only one. No, I'm telling. No, I'm speaking a fact. If you and Robbie Lawler were on the card, the bonus money was spoken for. Oh, you and yeah, because then I got it when who did he fight when I fought Clay? You and him fought on the same card four times. Only once did you not get a bonus, and it was UFC 189, where you versus Jeremy Stevens was bonus money worthy. Was getting fight of the night until Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald went out and almost killed each other. Right. So Also, Jeremy Stevens didn't make weight, so we weren't even eligible for fight of the night. But you had fight of the night until the greatest fight ever. One of the best fights, the top three all-time fights came out. Yes. But Robbie got bonus money that night. And then the three cards previous before that, there were three bonuses going out or four. Fight of the night, two guys, knockout, and submission. You and Robbie Lawler took bonuses every night. Yes. So if he got knockout of the night, you got submission of the night. Or you got fight of the night, he got fight of the or submission of the night, like vice versa. But right. like I'm saying, they were spoken for. Dennis Bermudez, Robbie Lawler on the same card, the bonuses are spoken for. What's the which one am I missing? So you so Conor, Conor McGregor him versus Lawler. Who did he fight at UFC five or whatever when he when I fought Clay Guida? He fought Matt Brown. Okay. Wait, Matt okay. Brown or Koscheck? I'm gonna get it up right now. Koscheck. Koscheck. At fifty seven. That was the Ronda Rousey card. Right. Oh okay. no, I was talking about. Uh, I, so, I, I that's I fought Matt Grice that night. Yeah, UFC one fifty seven. He fought Koscheck. You fought Grice. Then, when he fought Hendricks, Brown. No, when he fought Hendricks, you I fought, fought Hedis. Hedis. Yep. Let me see. I'm not seeing it, but yes, Hedis. And, and then, then that's when thing I fought too. Clay, he fought Matt Brown. Matt Brown. And then when you fought Jeremy, he fought, what's his name? Roy McDonald. Right. But that's something I always look at, too, is you were always on crazy cards. I'll shoot that shot. I think that's a shot we can get. With who, Robbie? Yeah. Oh, for sure. We'll talk about it off air. And even uh, his manager, too, the guy who was like his manager for his whole career is, I believe, Wade's manager. And Yes. Yeah. That's the guy who like rode with Robbie for his whole career or majority of his career, if I'm not mistaken. But so, yeah, the fights were great this past weekend. That was the biggest takeaway. We'll, we'll recap the card. I guess we'll do a quick one there. So Robbie Lola retired. Volkanovsky's that guy. Yes. He's that guy. I called him. Yeah. He didn't Frankie Egger him, but he... No, he did. Well, Frankie Egger really fucking... 
Ronald him. He Frank Yeggered him just didn't land that elbow that fucked up his eye. He yeah. he ragdolled him and fucked him up. The playbook, unfortunately, I guess, and we talked about this too. Yair was on your radar at one point. You sat with your coaches, you sat with Depot, yeah. and you, you scouted him, and you were like, this is the path to victory. Sure. I'm not going to play around with him throwing this spinning shit and doing all this. Well, it's my game plan with everybody I thought would have worked even w- really good on him. Yeah. Get in his face, get close, take him down, don't let him do jiu to you, beat him up. But that's what Volkanovski did. Volkanovski saw the, the things flying yep. at him on the feet they and tie, was like, yeah. Here we Posture go. up, beat him up. And then Pantoja beating Moreno. It was more competitive than I thought it was going to be. I thought Pantoja was going to smoke him because he smoked him the other two fights. Moreno right. overachieved or did better this time. Do you know Pantoja Which, at why all? Why wasn't this fight given to him way sooner? Why oh. they keep running the uh, number four of... Polit- politics and the... They just they had the draw. The belt was going back and forth, so they had to just keep running those fights back. And I think those fights were doing... They were action, so people wanted them, and I think they were doing decent numbers. Probably, moving. I think anytime Moreno fights, it's going to be action. They were probably moving the needle. He's a fucking Mexican, he puts his chin down, he fucking comes forward, throws high volume, and and keeps throwing. And you know what I mean? They were moving the needle in social media. So, did you see Robbie Lawler? I mean, Robert Whitaker. <sighs> I joked. I was what? like, the fight gods were like, listen. We'll give you Robbie Lola tonight, but we got to take Robert Whitaker. <laughs> and it's like, oh, all right, you know what? We'll do this one. Uh, uh, but DDP is, is he's he's next. the deal. I think that was Robert Whitaker. DDP's good. I think it was an off night for Robert Whitaker a little bit. Okay. Got caught, and DDP's good. Like, DDP showed I'm big for the weight class, my striking's deceptive, and I can hang. What I've seen on the internet is people are picking DDP against Israel. If he looks at the Jan Blahovich fight and goes, I'm going to grapple, I'm going to strike with him a little bit, but I'm going to grapple him, he could beat Izzy. Again, I, or even I hold Robert Whitaker up here. I think Robert Whitaker's, oh, you know, yeah. very good. I was gonna, I was going to say, dude. He just like the Reaper. I saw that he looked right through DDP. He was like Whitaker looked uncomfortable to me. Shot a takedown, kind of looked uncomfortable there. Felt DDP size. DDP then took Whitaker down, and you saw almost when DDP took Whitaker down, Whitaker deflate and go like, "Wow, this guy's strong. This guy's big." You saw his whole was it in the change. first or second? This was the first round. So Whitaker was winning, got a takedown, and then the end of the first round, DDP took him down, started ground and pounding him, like fucked him up, cut him open. Then the second round, you saw Whitaker's demeanor was changed, all that. He was kind of throwing things from a little bit further out and just wasn't, it was goofy-footed a little bit, wasn't setting things up right. Then he just zigged when he should have zagged, punch ran right across his nose. That was where it got heartbreaking because the way he got dropped, he like, was out, but he wasn't out. You know, like the way he yeah. got dropped and then stood up, he wasn't there. And then he went, oh, I'm in right. a fight, and had to defend himself, and then just got TKO'd. Yeah. Um, Murdered an amazing night. I would have won thousands, thousands. Like I was... What was your parlay? I had a couple of early what was your prelims. Best parlay? I had Robbie Lawler. The parlay that would have hit big, I had Robbie Lawler. I had Dan Hooker, Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner. I think Dan Hooker was an underdog. I had Robbie Lawler, who was a huge underdog. And I had, I picked the guy Esteban Rebovics, who was the first fight. I had Robbie Lawler. And now I had a bunch of like parlays spread with a bunch of things sprinkled. These were the main ones that like I picked. I had Pantoja. I had Volkanovsky. I had everything except for Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker like crushed everything. So then I even had to watch Pantoja and Volkanovski win and me be like, man, just twisting the knife. And Bro, the- people like when I would lose, like I'm already lost, dude, like would send me their fucking parlays right. with like what they would have won. And like, I'm the only one red. And I'm like, sorry, dude, you know, but like 
fuck you, dude. Right? Yeah. So there's that. And then in terms of being in the fight and your feelings, ding, 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 bell goes off. There's like this like weird like you get in one exchange, you're like, am I in breath? Am I, you know? Then there's times of discomfort where you're like, fuck, am I going to lose? Is he going to, like, I don't want, yo, I don't want this tonight. Then there's this, like, let's just go numb. That's just go numb. Go robot, go numb. Just fight. Just do, you know? Yeah. By then, your knees are all ripped up. You're, that's you know, the, you're lumped up. That's it's, the craziest people thing don't about understand these. You hand. You don't smell anything. You can't. You can't hear. Awesome. It's like the crowd. You can hear like uh, like an like an echo, and depending on your coaches and how long you've been with them. Or your ability to pay attention to direction. Like, I I couldn't tell you one thing that the other corner is saying, but I hear everything my guys are saying. Well, that's you the know? craziest thing about fighting is it's super hyper-focused for that one moment, but it's so different from other sports where it's like, I have 82 games, 162 games. You have that 15 minutes. Where day of 20 minutes before, you might be like, man, I really don't feel like it right now. Sometimes you feel like the you can't feel the ground with your feet. It feels like like your feet are like almost numb. Then there's other times where you're like, I don't feel like I have awesome grip on this. I feel like it's a little slippery. Then there's times where now do you think those things are in your head or they're like obviously slippery, slippery, but then there's also you could be playing with yourself a little bit. Like, oh, I don't know how I f- my f- my feet feel. Um, well, they have the logos and vinyls different than the logos the, are terrible. Yeah, vinyls are vinyl is different than any any gym you ever been. So what I've found, Doc did it for me. Ryan Parsons, my manager, was he poured water and he's like, rub your feet in that. It's very slippery until you then take your feet. And wipe it on a dry canvas. It like gives you like this little tack a little so bit. You see a lot of fighters do that. Every fight, you see guys pour water and they step in it and kind of step around and gives them a little little grip because dry feet on the canvas, no no buenos. Yeah. That that moisture gives you like a little bit extra grip. Uh, but yeah, there's every fighter constantly. If there's time to think about it, though, am I tired? Do I have? If you have time, usually like an over under against the cage, you know, or if you're on, you know, he's on you. Like, oh. Oh, let's go. You know, it's it's a wild. Yeah, I don't know how, how to explain it. So we'll go to the card, two or three fights from the card this weekend, but even for you retiring, so you had that where we'll, we'll end it with the Robbie Lawler a little bit, that mentality going in, you kind of knew that was your last fight, the last one. Oh. Or were you on the fence? Ready? Your favorite thing, yes and no. Uh. If I knocked him out or submitted him in like two minutes, let's do another one. Because I was on a time, a time frame. I was starting a job, which I was told was going to start in early spring. I didn't get hired until June. Had I known that, I would have definitely run another one. Healed up after January and ran another one. Oh, uh, they know? would they would have loved that. Um, but I was on a time frame, so I was like, "Yo, if I knock this guy out or submit this guy and go untouched, I'll ask for another fight within two or three weeks." So, so Lawler, that's where my mind was. Lawler went untouched there and was like, "I'm done." At the post fight press conference, they were like, "Are you sure you're done?" Because Robbie Lawler mentioned you in a tweet or something and you saw i mean uh conor mcgregor mentioned you in a tweet he saw lawler like perk up a little bit and he was like did he say he wants to fight <laughs> like i'll come back for that that's the fight you come back for you know uh, and right there perfect another perfect fight ufc do it 
Conor McGregor, Robbie Lawler. At 170. That first round would be insane. And then does Connor lose that much if he gets knocked out by Robbie Lawler? Maybe. Not really. He didn't he didn't lose anything getting knocked out by Dustin Poirier. At least I feel that way. He lost maybe in like the real fight community, like, oh he got fucked up by Poirier. Poirier yes. Well fans. he also he had that on the one fight he had the out with his leg. He was yeah, but I'm saying he, he doesn't it doesn't matter he's like nate diaz it doesn't matter what happens in the fight his popularity people still want him clamor for him to fight so but this weekend there is but yeah we can go all night on the relation to robbie lola but sure you and lola shared a few cards together it was good definitely shoot that shot the only real fight i see this weekend is holly holm is the main event i saw people talking about how this card could have been so much better, but uh, a lot of fights fell off. I saw it was supposed to be Luke A versus RDA. That fight got rescheduled. Ooh, love that. That's a good one. But so Ash, our girl Ashley Evan Smith is returning this weekend. Um, Eileen Aileen Perez, she's fighting. Mexican chick. So, so I don't know what that flag is. Two blue stripes and a white stripe in the middle. I don't even know this silver. Sorry, getting off topic. The silver girl that uh, Holly Holmes fighting. I feel like that's a lot of women's MMA right now. Oh, this girl's from Argentina. Yeah, I don't really know Buna Silva too much as well. I know Holly Holmes gonna fuck her up though. Holly Holmes, yes. that chick. And then, yeah. There's a bunch of fights. We won't really pick this one fight. The guy Jack Della Mandalina. You ever see him? Um, uh-uh. Guy who knocked out Randy Brown. And then he was supposed to fight last week, but the fight oh, fell out. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then I yes. forget who he was supposed to fight now. But that fight fell out. And now he's fighting some guy, Basil Hafez, on short notice. Do you know Basil Hafez? No. He wrestled somewhere, and I believe he's from somewhere in PA. The only reason I know of him is because Hugh McKenna got offered him one time, and I remember I looked the guy up, saw he was a wrestler. I asked Serm, do you know this guy? And Serm was like, yeah, why? And I was like, because they offered him Hugh McKenna. He was like, "Don't, don't let Hugh fight that guy. And he said the guy was a killer, so he makes his UFC debut. And not much else, but I'll let you get out of here, man. I don't even have picks for you on this fight card. Uh, no, the, 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 no, so. Well, you don't really not, know these people. You know what? I'm going to go Basil. Why? You know him? No, I mean, I'm looking at him. I'm. I'm are these pictures? Saying anything, but I'm just going with it. Okay. Maybe I throw. He's a. He's a. Plus 440. Huge underdog, yeah. Very short notice, except in the fight. He seems confident. And I've always watched him on the regional scene. Know he's a problem. Oh, and then there's also um, Alex Munez versus this Carl Deaton. This Carl Deaton guy, I know him somehow. He's Me and him are Facebook friends. Well, that's the other thing. Where I always assume you don't know fighters, you do have these weird relationships with some people sometimes. Alex Munez, I know he was... He's the alpha male guy. Yes, and alpha male was super hype on him, and then he didn't win He didn't win the ultimate fight or something like that? He lost a... No, he won a contender series fight, didn't get signed, then they took him, but he lost two... He went 0-2 so far in the UFC. Right. But a lot, a lot of those guys from Alpha Male are right there skill wise. It's a first. Yeah, but like, like, I remember, you know, talking to Uriah about him and he like signed off big time. This guy's the next big deal. Yeah. I think a lot of the Alpha Male guys, the skills are always there. It's putting it together under the lights. 
Wild. They've had that wow. room from even way before you went there in the start of your career. They've been producing highest level guys. Um, and then there's another fight on here. Uh, Ottoman Azadatir versus, or no, sorry. Nazim versus Terrence McKinney. That's a, that's a, did, did Terrence McKinney beat, uh, Frivola? Ooh, yes. That's the big fight too. Yes. So that's kind of like, he's payback. Yeah. McKinney like, caught, McKinney caught Frivola. Though. Yes. Right. Well, I was in like four seconds. Of Seven five. seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so, so here, I mean, wait. For Bola, I would love to see Nas get this done. And I listen, I've sparred against both of them, Nas and Frivola. Now, I don't know if it was like maybe a respect thing, because I've I've seen them both fight live, you know what I'm saying? Nas is more of a problem. He keeps me like very at distance and like he he's got a similar feel his stand up to RDA. Yeah. Well, I feel like Favola is a freestyle fighter. Favola is a grappler. Right. He's gonna throw punches from every angle and throw a bunch. Whereas Nas is like, if I'm not mistaken, he's, he's long, more of a striker. He's got long hard kicks and he'll throw some knees in there and shit. Like Ken Nas grapple, of course. I'm sure he trains at. Longo, I'm sure he trains with Sarah and stuff, but I believe he's more of a striker, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. but difficult to take down. Well, he McKinney, can wrestle, though. McKenney's coming to strike. Yeah. But he, yeah, one of my favorite things. Nas can wrestle. You ever see they made a a TikTok of a camera on McKenney and McKenney coming out and throwing a combo and yeah. Favola stitched it together and had McKinney coming out throwing the combo, and he made it like he was getting punched in the face, and then he fell to the ground. <laughs> like you you got to be able to make fun of yourself in this game. Yeah, you have to. Or anything. You have to. But so, yeah, there's some good fights. That's the fight for me this weekend, actually, is the Nazim versus Terrence McKinney fight. That's probably the best fight on the card. And then I love, don't love many women. I don't love many women fighters. I love Holly Holm. I watch Holly Holm fights. I think Holly Holm's good. Very skilled. She she's is number the, three. Who's she behind? She's the top tier of women's MMA. Yes. She's number three. Who's she behind? I have her at number two. Oh, well, that's I'm on topology. She's behind Pena, Raquel Pennington, Irene Aldana. There's a few people she might be behind. But she had one fight recently. It might have been Aldana or somebody where she didn't lose. Oh, Caitlin Vieira, where they robbed Holly Holm. Holly Holm should have four wins in a row, but she's got one. Ashley Evan Smith, if she loses, does she have the UFC? I don't know. They like her, so. Like, I've noticed a lot of that female group that group of females that like was prevalent for a couple of years in the UFC. That was like the initial group. They're very friendly with the matchmakers. So I think that she's 36. She also hasn't fought in three years. She hasn't fought in three years. I know she February had February 17th, 2019 against Lee. What was the decision on that? What'd you say? What was the decision on when, she, when Ashley Evan Smith, Lee. She lost. Doesn't say that. She lost the decision. Uh, she might. This might be the end, actually, because this would be three in so a row. This would be loses. if she loses. Yeah. She's not getting finished, so it's not like she can't hang, but she's not winning. So her last win was 2018 against Beck Rollins. And she doesn't. She has a little losing streak. We've talked about that in the past too. Sometimes you have that struggle where you like forget how to win. Sure. And she's like doubt will creep in a little bit quicker on someone on a losing streak. But it looks like she's got some other things, venues or avenues going on. So that could either be a distraction from preparation or it could be a distraction of her getting in her own head about the fight, which could be a good thing. But also you think about those numbers when you're getting punched and you're like, you know what? I can just do that for money and. <laughs> I can fold this in. 
I hope she wins. I love Ashley. I hope she wins. Yeah, she's a uh, a medicine man favorite. And I see this other one. Hold on, this might be where. Oh, we... real quick, real quick. Are, is this her first fight since she's got the girls put in? I think so. Yeah. Well, I, like I, I don't know who this girl is, but she looks good. Victoria Dudakova. Free beasting. I don't know who this is. Uh, she's black on the UFC uh, page. All right, but it was good talking to you, Menace. Sure, it'll be a great weekend of fights. Is there boxing? This week? No, no boxing. That's next weekend. But yeah, this girl's a cute Russian chick. Ooh, the so her and Holly Holm. I'm looking forward to this weekend. And usually. The Russian girls, pretty good. The Polish girls. It winds up a lot of times, unfortunately, being the American girls who are terrible at MMA and make it unwatchable and unbettable. But I still love you, ladies. Too comfortable of a life, you know? Yeah. It was good seeing you, Menace. We'll we'll be back pretty soon. Yeah. All right. Well, see you later.